Welcome to the Week 12 podcast recap for SEC football. I am joined by our awesome co-host, Hole Smash. We have a friend that has finally returned from the depths of the underground, Alex Ship. How's it going? Debbie, what's up, man? It's good to be back, finally. I promise you, I'd much rather be podcasting than doing work late at night. So it's good to, good to be back and talk some football. I'm sure y'all are glad to be able to not host and just answer questions and talk about football for hours. Yeah, you know how much I love questions. <laughs> yeah, true that, true <laughs> that. So, um, week 12 recap. Uh, Holt, tell us what stood out the most for you this week, or did anything stand out? Uh, the thing that stood out to me the most was uh, the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game and that catch that got rolled incomplete <laughs> um, by A.J. Brown. It was on a third and five. It was to tie the game in the first overtime. And he caught it, and he took, like, two or three steps with two hands on the ball and then, like, reached his right hand out with the ball to put it away from the defender and then, like, fell down to a knee and then, like, down on, like, his butt and then, like, the uh, fell back and the DB, like, raked it out and they reviewed it and said it was an incomplete pass. And it was just kind of, I don't know. That was probably the thing that stood out to me the most. I thought it, uh, Ole Miss lost the game on the next play. So uh, that's, that's kind of tough. I thought that should have been a catch. But you are mad, right? I mean, no, I wasn't mad. I just – I thought it should have been a catch, honestly. I mean, I just want to see – like, I don't know. I, it's just – that game seems, like, tainted to me because it's like it was just a bad call. Like, that should be a touchdown. Didn't know you are an Ole Miss fan now. <laughs> Shout out to you, Holt, for switching teams real quick. JB, were you most impressed with the Missouri offense? I was, but uh, what stood out to me the most this week was the horrendous play of the Arkansas offensive line, especially the entire off- the entire Arkansas team, but really the Ar- Arkansas offensive line. Like, it was just absolutely ridiculous. Like, there was so many miss miss blocks and just, you know, misreads by the offensive line. It was just, I mean, of course they were playing an awesome defensive line, but to be that pitiful this late in the season, I mean, they just look like they didn't even care yesterday. Yeah. Um, did y'all see Chad Morris's speech afterwards, or at least see it on Twitter, how he was just talking about how bad he bad they were? Also, oh, you were at that game. You said Kelly Bryant was at the game also? Yeah. Uh, Kelly Bryant, the Clemson quarterback transfer, was visiting Mississippi State this past weekend. And uh, – for the Arkansas game, and, uh, you know, I guess he's – I mean, I they said he's down to North Carolina, Missouri, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Auburn, and then I think he's visiting, like, Miami next week. So, I mean, who really knows where he's going. Do you save him a seat there? The game? Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> I think he had I think he had way better seats than uh, where I was sitting, so I don't think yeah. – uh, I don't think you, that was going to happen. You didn't, you didn't see him do any woo-pick woo series, did you? I mean, there would be no uh, reason to, really, honestly. No, no, I didn't see uh, nothing for uh, me to give away what – or for him to give away where he might be headed. Although, I did hear that he's announcing on December 4th, which is Chad Morris's 50th birthday. So, I don't know if that's a coincidence or what. Well, that's what I was wondering. He, uh, yeah, he did announce the date exactly. And I, I guess that's the – December 1st is that Saturday with the conference championship. And South Carolina is playing – I forgot who their, their shitty team, so they can be bowl eligible. Also, but um, I didn't notice that he announced December fourth, and I was trying to figure out like what is special about that day. The only thing I could think of, besides what you just told me, 
is that that's the last day of regular season. So maybe the that, I don't even know at that point he would know who's going to go to the NFL. Like if um, what's his name, Jerson's going to go to the NFL for Auburn. Or, like I just don't know why December fourth was the day he decided. So maybe uh, there was another. There's actually another thing I read. I don't know if it's true. And I think it might be Chad Morris's birthday or someone in his family's birthday. I might be wrong about that. Is that – have you heard anything about that? JB, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Me? I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that, JB. JB, are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Really? Is it really his birthday? I believe so. So, I mean, that almost is like a – is it like a giveaway almost? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest JB what the fuck moment. I don't know what you were doing the past like five minutes or two two minutes really not even five minutes two minutes but Holt just said that's what you said JB. Okay. <laughs> JB, at least say like you can't hear Holt or something. No, can I you hear, hear me? Holt. Yeah, I got you. Holt. <laughs> just making oh, sure. Yes. Just making oh. sure. Oh yeah, it is. It is his birthday. So yeah, I just looked it up. So thank you, Wikipedia. Debbie is always, yeah. always in with the breaking news. Uh-huh. Always in with the breaking news. Yeah, um, just like I told Holt that uh, Mississippi State's defense is much improved this year. That's the yeah. silver lining. Yeah, it did. Uh, I would even say – I mean, it's definitely improved, but, I mean, it was really good. They were top ten in the country last year, too. So, there was – I guess this Not is the just, top five, though. I guess this is just the week um, where there are <laughs> a few big games here, but not really for SEC. There's just a bunch of like a, like a bye week. I mean, you, you, play, the, you play the shitty teams. You get the easy win, and I guess it's setting up for rivalry week. I mean, you had UMass, Georgia, uh, Rice, LSU, Idaho, Florida. I was actually – we were looking – we were watching games, and um, my lady friend was looking at the bottom bottom scores on ESPN where it showed all the different scores. And she said, good Lord, Florida won 63-10. I was like, yeah, because it's fucking Idaho. Like, it's not it's not a, not a big deal, but it, I guess it seems like a big deal at first. But um, – not really any big, big games. Uh, Liberty beat – or not Liberty beat Auburn. Auburn beat Liberty. Um, UAB, A&M was actually a pretty good game. Or not a pretty good game, but, like, it was – it should have been a good game because UAB's not bad this year. Um, but um, before we get into the big games, let's let's talk about that Citadel-Alabama game. That was that was a little um, nice little first half that Citadel put on Alabama. They scored 10 points. And you see – Holt, did you see Citadel uh, trolling SEC teams on Twitter? Yeah, sure did. That was uh, pretty funny. I definitely think they won. Uh, they won the day for college football Twitter. Uh, it seemed like everyone was was talking about them, and you know, I know that they uh, came over. Uh, you know, I was obviously at the Mississippi State game when this was going on, so they uh, they would flash over on the scoreboard um, during commercials to the Alabama Citadel game, and uh, the loudest that stadium got all day was when. Uh, they saw Citadel score a touchdown and then kick a field goal to tie it at halftime. Those are probably the two loudest the, st- <laughs> the fans got the whole game. I mean, that's that's kind of exciting. It's a little sad, but I guess just because, I mean, our Mississippi State killed Arkansas, so um, that's a, that's kind of a good thing, but you still want to be a little bit louder there. But, um, yeah, if you looked in the, the replies to that tweet, um, if I don't know if you remember as well, but – uh, JB will for sure remember UMBC is the team that beat Virginia in the um, NCAA tournament. The 16th seed that beat the number one seed, which never happened. They replied to it and said like respect or something like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, yeah, UMBCC is probably like my all-time favorite uh, Twitter that came out of nowhere. I mean, even though the Citadel Twitter was on fire uh, yesterday, uh, UMBCC will always take the crown for me. 
not to get uh, not to get too off topic, but if y'all aren't following Wendy's Twitter, and we're they were not, they're not paying us for this, but they they have a, they have a really good Twitter account. They they're always trolling different uh, fast food restaurants, especially McDonald's. Um, so y'all, yeah, they're pretty funny. Although you you'll never eat at Wendy's, but they're it's pretty pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Whataburger is a pretty good account too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might be a little biased there, but they put out some pretty good tweets too. Yeah, they had a good tweet after the after Texas beat Notre Dame um last year i think they said something about like don't worry you can you can wash away these tears with a nice juicy water burger or something like that in texas <laughs> or the other where they did tweet at patrick mahomes too about his ketchup obsession and they were want to ship some ketchup to him and i'm like why are you going to ship ketchup to him I'm like he has he's a rich man he can order as much ketchup as he wants they get a lot of publicity though other than other than that though <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get off the twitter rant for a second good good twitter accounts you need to follow you need to stay on twitter not instagram i'm very very pro twitter um and not instagram but other games this week. Uh, Holt, you so you were at the Mississippi State Arkansas game. There wasn't again. There wasn't many great games this week for SEC especially. Um, but you were at the Mississippi State Arkansas game. 11, 11 a.m. kickoff, right? Holt. Yep. Did you eleven a.m. How do you handle that for the weekend? You go out Friday night. Wake up early. You go out Friday night. You wake up early Saturday. But you go out Friday night. You wake up. You wake up early, and then you pregame and tailgate for a couple hours. How is that? How it works? Yeah, it was. It was more like we tailgated for like forty-five minutes before the game. Before we went in, um, just went in. You know, had a few drinks. We uh, just went and picked up some breakfast before we came in. Like uh, one of the guys who woke up really early ran to Kroger and got some stuff. So that was nice of him. And yeah. uh, then you know we just we got up pretty early. We were up. You know, of course, you're going to go out on Friday, too. So, we are out pretty late. It was a quick turnaround and uh, got up, got to the tent, and uh, hung out there for about 45 minutes and then head into the game. What was the crowd like? Because Mississippi State does have, like, that record of uh, selling out their uh, stadium every single week, right? Or every single home game. It was – yeah, I mean, it was a decent crowd. I mean, I, the beginning of the game wasn't, like, too great because everyone showed up, like, right at 11 since it was yeah. an early game. So like it, it looked a little, you know, not too crowded at first, but it, it felt in pretty pretty good. It was a pretty good crowd. The weather was really nice. It was like perfect football weather. You know, it was like sixty degrees and sunny. So, you know, really nice weather. And um, I thought it was gonna be freezing, so I, I actually brought a jacket with me. I ended up not even having to wear it. That's nice. And then, uh, but yeah, the, the thing that stood out to me about this game, uh, like for the most part, was just that Arkansas just looked like they did not want to be there. Like, I mean, just their body language the whole game, they just look like they really, like, they're just playing out the stretch this year. And, uh, you know, after that game last week against LSU, where they came up short in the comeback, I think they're just kind of like, you know, our season's over. Yeah, it, um, it wasn't a close one. We'll, we'll just say that. It, I don't know what you do as an Arkansas fan because there there was times during the year. I mean, they have what one more game left. Um, there was times during the year where they they looked like they were improving, and they were never expected to be Mississippi State. But um, you want to see a little bit more offense in this game from them. I know Mississippi State has one of the best defenses um, in the league, but uh, Arkansas is supposed to be known for offense. Eventually, one sometime in the future, one point in the future, they're supposed to be known for offense. So you want to see a little more excitement from them but it didn't look like there was too much happening in this game from their side no and i mean it was just you know it was just a really ugly game like it started off ugly it wasn't really a blowout until like the second half but um you know it was just one of those games where arkansas just couldn't get anything they moved the ball pretty well the first few drives they just couldn't get in the end zone and they missed the field goal and then had to settle for two more 
and uh, you know Mississippi State was able to convert their opportunities into touchdowns instead of field goals, and that was kind of the difference early. And then the second half, Arkansas just completely mailed it in, and that was pretty much it. Their offensive line couldn't block anyone. I think Arkansas played like three different quarterbacks, like they were just all getting beat up. So it was just a rough game for uh, for Arkansas. Did you stay for the entire game? Uh, we left with like maybe four or five minutes to go. Right after Keaton uh, came in and threw a touchdown pass, um, we decided to. Uh, we were gonna. We hadn't. Uh, we didn't really have a big breakfast, so we were getting kind of hungry, and uh, so we wanted to go to a Mo's, but they were closed, so we were pretty sad about that. That might be new Saturday tradition after the game. Uh, the those eleven a.m. games go to Mo's afterwards. Have the new new move. Um, yeah, well, not in Starville because the one on State's campus is closed on Saturdays for some reason. I have no idea why. I guess they, they used to be open. They, yeah, that's what I said. And I was like, business-wise, there's no way that's a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe they just couldn't find enough people to work those days, I guess. I, I don't know. But anyway, like they used to be open on Saturdays because that used to always be the spot that we would go to. But uh, no, no Bojangles, right? No Bojangles in the area? No, Alex. How many times do I have to tell you that? I'm sorry, man. I just, I'm just. I don't know. It's, I mean, you're turning to JB now. You just like don't even listen to me. No, 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 no. no I know. No, that's what I'm saying. There's no Bojangles. Yeah, that's right. There's no Bojangles. No, I'm, I'm confirming. I'm, I'm trying to make start a movement here to bring Bojangles back to Starkville. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. I miss it just much as you. Um, I did have Bojangles uh, this morning, by the way. Uh, so it's still kind of fresh in my mind. Um, no, no, no Cajun, Cajun biscuits though. Just, just a little sausage and biscuit. Nothing, nothing big. Nothing in little bow rounds. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, you think Holt? I know they they won by a lot, so um, we don't want to talk too much about this game. But do you think that they won by so much because they were so pissed off of the Alabama game? I, I mean, I don't think so. I think uh, it was just a, it was just one of those games where Mississippi State like decided they wanted to be there and Arkansas didn't. I mean, I, th- I already think that. Mississippi State was a better team, but um, to me, like, I, all I can really say, I don't really know what their motivations were. I mean, it was senior day, and Mississippi State has a lot of seniors on their team, so, you know, I, they wanted to go out with a bang, and, you know, I just feel like all those teams put together contributed to it. Um, I don't know if it was so much – I don't know if it really had anything to do with the Alabama game. JB, how much of this game did you actually watch? I'm glad you realized that uh, you have a third guy on the show. But, uh, yeah, I uh, watched pretty much most of it. Uh, it was most of it. Yeah, it was, JB, it was a, JB's salty. Yeah, he is. Well, JB, just because you can't remember what Holt says or listen to Holt, Holt, I feel like you're you're like our boyfriends in this situation, and like you don't listen to us, and like we're like the girl and friends that are mad because you never listen to what we have to say. Sure, sure. You know, you do you, Alex. JB, right. JB, how much how much of this game? You said you watched the entire game. Why why did you watch this entire game? When it was a blowout. What else was on at the time? Uh, for me, that's the point. Like. It was a boring day. Like, there was just nothing really to watch at, during that time slot. I mean, I had nothing really to watch. It was an SEC matchup, too. And for the most part, it wasn't a blowout until, you know, into the second half. Like, first half, it wasn't terrible. But, you know, it's just like there was nothing else on. Like, do I really want to flip it on the FCS matchups? No. I mean, I did watch a little bit of Alabama Citadel, too. But to be honest, like, I was expecting Alabama blowout Citadel. I didn't turn it over to that game until I realized it was halftime. Man. Did uh, was your dad blowing up your phone at, with that game? He only called it once. I was surprised. I guess probably he didn't call it because they were playing bad. Like he only calls if they're playing really well. But if they're playing bad, he doesn't call. So I guess I didn't really you know piece that together yesterday either. That's kind of sucks. Holt, you couldn't have watched the the Citadel game because you're at the Mississippi State game. 
um, I was uh, I was actually on the run uh, for the first like 30 minutes of that game, so I didn't really get to watch it. And JB, you didn't watch it until halftime, so we really don't have a, a breakdown of how Alabama and were really tied at half. But if you look at the numbers, which I did, of course, um, Tua was like eight for 12 with a one touchdown at half. So I was trying to figure out like why the hell they were even tied if Tua didn't throw an interception or like nothing too crazy. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't understand. But I know Nick Saban went in there and like probably tore him a new one. And uh, what was the what was the second half score event? Because the final score is 50 to 17. So it was like what? Uh, 40, 40 to 7. 47. Hey, that's some good math. Yeah. Right there. Good well, on. yeah. The, I mean, the thing that <laughs> I, I picked up just from Twitter and, you know, seeing the highlights after the game is, you know, the Citadel obviously runs a triple option. And I think it just took Alabama a little while to, you know, get used to the speed at which that it's played. I know Nick Saban really hates playing triple option teams. You know, there's that notorious game against uh, Georgia Southern a few years back uh, where they racked up a ton of yards on them and all that. And then Nick Saban had the line about the – they ran through us like shit through a tin horn. So <laughs> – what was who was the team that Alabama lost to? It was like Florida Atlantic or somebody really Louisiana bad. Louisiana Monroe. Okay, that was well, that, actually, was that wasn't the triple option team though. But basically, what I was getting at was that they were just you know they were getting like four yards of carry and just controlling the clock. They had the ball the whole first half, and you know obviously they hit a really long field goal to tie the game, and uh, Alabama just wasn't able to really establish the ground game until the second half. Who honestly enjoys playing a triple option team? I hate playing. Yeah, I don't yeah, even like it, watching it. It is, and it's so old school too. Like nobody plays a triple option, so like I don't understand why Saban even allows his AD to uh, Bill Byrne to schedule these kind of opponents. Like the only one that you can really schedule, like maybe for like neutral site games, would be Georgia Tech. But I mean, why would you want to you know face teams like Navy or Army or you know you know Air Force? Like you you don't want to play. F- any of those uh, triple option teams or even Georgia Southern, you know, and you know, Alabama had was scheduled to play Georgia tech. They were supposed to have a home and home. And uh, when Saban got to Alabama, he like canceled both of them. He got (laughs) them to cancel both of them because he didn't want to play the triple option. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's not just, it's not just defending it too. It's the way they block too. Like that, those cut blocks that they do, it's really dangerous for a defensive lineman too. Yeah. And plus like you got to play with a lot of, motivation and effort against a triple option. Otherwise, they're just going to tear you apart. You have to play hard like every play. Otherwise, they're, you know, going to bust a big play. Oh, you you and I have talked about this a time or two, but it really uh, frustrates slash pisses, pisses off that Georgia Tech is still running the triple option. Actually, I guess a better way to phrase that, it pisses me off that uh, Georgia Tech or Paul Johnson wins just enough games to not get fired every year. So he um, they can't fire him, so they have to be stuck with the triple option year after year, and Atlanta is such a good area to recruit from. Georgia Tech could really be so much better if they, you know, came to the 21st century in offense. Well, they just – I mean, not to – I know this isn't like a Georgia Tech podcast, but I've always just felt like Georgia Tech took the easy road. You know, like, obviously, they're kind of a more academic school, and uh, they don't really have a lot of majors for – from what I've been told from people who went to Georgia Tech, they don't really have a lot of majors for – like athletes, like I guess you could call them like easy majors or athlete type majors, but uh, it's just really hard for them to instead of like basically doing all the things they need to do from a financial commitment, and you know obviously they don't really have a lot of majors for players to major in. It's just kind of hard to recruit, you know what I mean? So they just kind of took the easy way out and they just said, well, we're just gonna hire a triple option 
coach to because that'll keep us respectable and then we'll have a few good years but we don't have to make the same commitment because it's not like we're recruiting at a high level anyway if that makes sense yeah I, I but if, if they did make the commitment to it then yeah they're in a position in my opinion to like build a really good program but i guess financially they're just not committed to doing that the SEC game of the week, JB, was this great Missouri and Tennessee matchup, and we talked about this before the week. Like that's how you know the it's a it's a week week schedule week or a week a week week W E A K week when Missouri Tennessee both unranked are uh, is the CBS Saturday game. Um, I was more excited about this game than the score ended up being uh, not close at all. So I was I was hoping. I don't. I don't necessarily want Tennessee to win JP, but like I just I wanted to see the improvement because I was excited to see Tennessee, um, you know, come off that Kentucky win and play Missouri really close or really be <laughs> compete with them. But um, didn't happen, JB. They were close for a while, but uh, Missouri's offense took over. Drew Locke, Holt's boy, took over finally again week after week. It did, and uh, if I mean, we listened to the uh, preview podcast from uh, last Thursday. I didn't. I wasn't really all that confident in Tennessee in this game, just because Missouri was just a terrible matchup for Tennessee. Like I, I didn't really have much confidence in them to, you know, be able to pull it off. I was a little disappointed in the way that the, in their effort and the mistakes they made that let Missouri blow the game wide open. I mean, the effort was there for this for pretty much the entire first half, and. As soon as Keller Chris threw that uh, interception that was returned inside the 10 and the Missouri ended up scoring, it was a 14-point swing. Missouri ended up going up 10, two possessions, 26-10, when Tennessee was driving down the field and it looked like they were going to make it a two-point game before half. That was really kind of like what blew it wide open for Missouri. It was just a bad matchup all around. I didn't expect Tennessee to win it. I think their best chance you know, in, the, in those two games was going to be against Vanderbilt next week, not against Missouri. This is the ongoing weekly discussion now with Tennessee. What's going on with Jer- Garantano? Is he still hurt? Is he nagging injuries? What's going on? Yeah, he took a big shot in this game, per usual. And uh looks like he might have a concussion. Uh, I haven't seen any news yet. But if so, uh, that means they're going to have to roll with Keller Chris next week against Vanderbilt. That does not excite me. Um, if I was a Tennessee fan, Keller Chris leading the team, <laughs> leading the offense. He doesn't look uh, very dynamic, J.B., Oh, no. Like, there's a reason Garantano was starting over Chris. I mean, Chris is just a good game manager, but Garantano was actually really improving as the season got came on, even as he was taking all those hits. Uh, Holt, just... Holt, you should have been able to watch most of this game by this point because the Mississippi State game wasn't close and you left a little early. There's other games going on. I think that Syracuse uh, Clemson game was on at this time, but t- that wasn't close, and this was kind of a good game, I guess, for a little bit. Did you get to watch this game, Holt? Uh, I saw a little bit of it, not as much as I would have liked to. Um, you know, we were kind of flipping around to different games, and I don't know. We kind of got just stuck watching the Notre Dame-Syracuse game, um, even though it really wasn't that close. Uh, yeah, so but, uh, I meant Notre Dame-Syracuse. Excuse me. Yeah, so it was, you know, I mean, from what I could tell, it just seemed like Missouri's offense is just really clicking right now, and Tennessee isn't, you know, where they need to be. Yet, I mean, they had a big win last week, um, but I, I feel like Kentucky was a better matchup for them. And, uh, you know, Drew Like has really got it going right now. And, you know, I mean, you look at Missouri and, and I mean, what they've done this year, I mean, I just – I feel like they're better than their record shows. I know not to argue too much with Bill Parcells, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I just think they're a little bit better than their record. And uh, I think they've had 
a little, I mean, a little disappointing year just in the sense that it could have been better. But I, I do think that Missouri is a good team. And, I like, when we did our power rankings this week, I had them at number four um, just behind Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Oh, I think, yeah, I, mean, I just think that their offense is that good right now. Their defense is not – I mean, it's not great, but it's definitely a little bit underrated, I think. I think they're, you know, they're at least competent on that side of the ball. It's not like they have been in the past where they're just, you know, terrible. You know, so I feel like when they're – when all their guys are healthy on offense, all their playmakers, I mean, they have a lot of dudes, and they're really balanced. They run the ball. They have two different running backs that are really good. You know, they got Emmanuel Hall is finally back healthy again, and he's making plays, and then, you know, Albert O – tight end. So, I mean, they, they just got a lot of weapons. They're just really explosive on offense. Missouri is 7-4 now. They play Arkansas next week, um, which I don't know if that's a – is that a Black Friday? I know it's I know it's the Thanksgiving game, but I don't know if it's Black Friday or Saturday. But um, they should should win that game. So, that would make them 8-4 and four holds coming off of 7-5 and five year last year. Or 7-6, and six, I guess, because they lost to Texas in the bowl game. They go 8-4 and four and win in whatever bowl – win whatever bowl game they are in. Is that a good year for Missouri, or is that a disappointment? I know you wanted them to be better. You thought they would have been better, but not everybody agreed with you, um, consensus at least. Not everybody agreed that they were going to be a 10-win team. That was kind of a – that would have been a big jump from expectation. So would this 8-4 and four or 9-4 and four Missouri team be a good year for Missouri? Yeah, I think so. I mean – not a great season, but a good season. Um, I don't think they hit their ceiling, but I don't think they hit their floor either. Um, you know, they kind of settled in the middle somewhere. And, I mean, you know, I'm still going to look back at that South Carolina game and just think, like, how did they lose that game? I mean, yeah, they they, they should have won that game. And, you know, uh, I feel like there was another game somewhere. They lost to Georgia, Alabama, and uh, South Carolina. Oh, and Kentucky, right. Yeah, Kentucky was the other one where they blew, yeah. like, a, you yeah. know, Two touchdown lead at home and lost on the last play of the game after a bad pass interference call. So, like, definitely not as good of a season as it could have been, but you know they still had a good season. I think all pretty 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 good wins against Florida and Purdue. Even though at the time Purdue wasn't a great win, but Purdue's a lot better than the record, like you like to say. Hold. Um, so not not bad not bad uh, wins there. I think those are pretty good wins. Uh, definitely some losses that were a little bit too close that could have gone their way, but did not as in South Carolina, Kentucky. So um, I see what you're saying going with that whole, or JB is um, would, would Missouri be an undefeated team competing for the playoff spot right now? If they didn't have Derek Dooley as offensive coordinator. No, it wouldn't make a difference. I mean, I mean, Dooley, uh, you know, I give him a lot of shit, you know, back when he was the Tennessee head coach and I give him a lot of shit when he got hired as a Missouri offensive coordinator, but to, uh, to, be, has- to be fair, JB, he does put it on himself. He does. I mean, he, it's just his personality and everything. But, I mean, I can't say he's done a horrible job this year. I mean, there's some he, he, there were some games, you know, especially against Georgia and South Carolina. Like, it wasn't really all his fault. But there were some there was some interesting play calling, especially in the Georgia game. But he's gotten better as the season gotten, gotten, has gone on. Like, he's never been a play caller, and he's definitely adapted to it. But I, I do want to see how Dooley's going to be next year when he doesn't have Drew Locke anymore as his quarterback. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't know what their what their backup quarterback or quarterback for next year is going to look like, but that that's when you will know if um, Missouri slash Barrowdom slash uh, Derek Dooley will be a good sustainable program coach combo. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see we'll see. Um, other games this week, uh, we're not going to talk about the blowout non conference wins. 
Um, but just to let you know, Georgia did kill UMass. LSU did beat Rice, as expected. Which Rice, I don't know if y'all knew, but it was one, it's now 1-11. Um, yeah, they're having a rough year. That was a team, um, not like last year, or not yesterday, but not too long ago, did uh, play a good Mississippi State team in Liberty Bowl hole that you got to watch. But I don't think it carried that. that far. So <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a while ago. But um, <laughs> just to recap, and I'm glad Jamie's finally li- laughing yeah. at the same time. It's great. Yeah, well, he's probably <laughs> laughing at something else. He's probably not even <laughs> yeah. listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I heard you. I thought I thought that was really funny and sarcastic about Hold. It's just I always laugh at sarcastic Hold. It's always really funny. Auburn killed Liberty, which Liberty, I thought they were FCS team, but they're technically a regular Division One team that's independent. Um, oh, wait, are they? What, what, hold on, they're 1-5 away. They have a conference. Who is it? They are in Conference USA, right? No. Rice? No, Liberty. They're no. In, no, they're independent. They're independent. They're independent. I think they, they own. They're FCS, aren't they? No, no. They're, they're FCS. No, they're independent. <laughs> All right, you want to make a bet, Alex, because I could use some money. I'm looking at it right now. Cause well, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I'm looking at it right now. Here's the independent teams. We've got BYU, Notre Dame, Army, Liberty, New Mexico State, and UMass. UMass, you might think is an FCS team, but they are a, a, a Division One independent no. team. I knew UMass was Division One. I didn't realize that Liberty was. Yeah. Wow. Right. <clears throat> they must have like just moved up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Texas A&M beat a good UAB team. UAB was 9-1 and one before this game. Or, yeah, 9-1, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they were 9-1. They, were they, only, they only had one loss. Now they had two, I think. Because their only loss before Saturday was to, like, Coastal Carolina or some someone. Oh, yeah. That, like, wasn't very good. No, you're right. You're right. They are undefeated in Conference USA, so they should be representing Conference USA, which I'm very disappointed in. Uh, Florida Atlantic, not – playing up to their standards. So it looks like Lane Kiffin's going to be in Conference USA for another year at least. Um, yeah, so that was a, kind of a good win. But that game was really never close. It was 24-7 uh, at halftime. It was 34-7 to at the end of the third. And then uh, UAB got some garbage points or had to argue it. They got to 20. So 20-41 to 41 was the final score. Um, South Carolina beat Chattanooga. No surprise there. Which Chattanooga is actually usually a pretty good FCS team, but not this year. 6-5 Chattanooga team. Uh, lost to South Carolina 49 to 9. So um, South Carolina is bowl eligible now um, with six wins. But other the other big game for the week is Ole Miss and, as JB and Holt likes to say, Candy. Not Vandy, but Candy. Um, good game, Holt. You were disappointed with how Ole Miss lost. I get that. But um, Vanderbilt finally got a win. It's it's about time they beat Arkansas, but I'm kind of proud for uh, proud of Vanderbilt for getting the win and uh, giving themselves a chance to be bowl eligible against a big next week against Tennessee. So um, that'll be exciting. Um, JB, you watched the most of this game, I think. So why don't you break this one down for us? Well, the uh, almost Vanderbilt game was, as I figured, it was going to be a uh, absolute slugfest. That uh, both teams are, you know, similar records. Uh, Vanderbilt was playing for their bowl lives or at home. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, you know they're they're on the three game losing streak. Uh, you kind of want to get that get that out of the way and get rid of it. But of course they came up short. Tayamu, as usual, had another three hundred plus yard game. In fact, he threw for over four hundred yards with four hundred fifty seven yards. Uh, Woolard uh, had a pretty good day running the ball with you know hundred seven yards on sixteen carries. AJ Brown though, like he was really the player of the week in the SEC with you know two hundred twelve reception yards, but. It was a close game for most of the game. Like, I know it was like, I think it was 13, 12 at halftime. 
But then after that, uh, Vanderbilt went on a uh, little bit of a run there in the third quarter and pretty much controlled most of the third quarter. But after that, uh, you know, Ole Miss had a pretty long drive, ending with a you know nine-yard pass from Demarcus Lodge or from Tiamu to Dark to Marcus Lodge to tie it up at twenty-six. And after that, it was just kind of just going back and forth. And of course, in overtime, we had that really, really crazy play that ended up resulting in a touchdown for Vanderbilt to win the game, 36-29. To get to the specific stats that you mentioned, um, Tiamo had 30 – he was 32 for 52 with 457 yards, two touchdowns, which really isn't a surprise at this point because he has crazy numbers every week. AJ Brown had nine receptions for 212 yards with a touchdown, so – um, same story, different week, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, uh, or with Ole Miss, uh, a lot of offense, no defense, and ends up hurting them again. Um, I actually, believe it or not, I know y'all texted me the power rankings this morning, but I didn't really look at it completely. Uh, did y'all have Ole Miss as, I guess, second to last in the SEC? Because Arkansas is still worse than them, I guess, right? Uh, I moved Ole Miss back once Vanderbilt won. Like, you had to jump them up ahead of Ole Miss, or at least yeah. for me. We've had uh, a little – difference that's been going on for the last at least like three or four weeks where I've had uh, Ole Miss is the 13th best team and Vanderbilt at 12 and JB's had uh, Ole Miss at 12 and Vanderbilt at 13 and then finally they played each other and Vanderbilt won albeit not in the best most convincing way Um, you know it it just sucked that a great game had to end that way because uh, it was definitely a really good game and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of it JB, don't go into detail, but um, this Vanderbilt-Tennessee game is going to be kind of exciting and maybe a little scary for Tennessee. I know and even in Nashville at Vanderbilt, the um, crowd will be probably majority Tennessee and Vanderbilt, but still, um, you're going to be a little nervous for that game. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. I'm actually, just a little bit. I'm definitely not entirely confident. I remember we, me and Holt were talking about this in the previous show, the last show, that uh, this is whole scenario that he wanted to see was a five and six uh, Tennessee team against a five and six Vanderbilt team. Yeah, yeah, it should be a exciting matchup. I'm definitely uh, excited to watch it. Bowl eligibility is on the line. Winner goes to a bowl game. Loser stays home. Is so. that is that Saturday or Friday, JB? Uh, it's gonna be on Saturday. It's supposed to be a Saturday three o'clock start. Nice. We actually uh, might be able to watch all these games together this weekend. I don't know, man. Well, I will be I will be watching all the games on Saturday. I don't know what you're going to be doing, uh, but I will be watching all the games. Aren't you going to be spending some time with your family or your woman? Um, I will be, but I will probably be watching some football too. I mean, I'm not necessarily going to be watching every single game with you, JB, but I might I might sneak in for uh, one one big game with you or something. We'll see. I don't know. That's a lot of quality time with you, though. You might be getting on my nerves by then, so I might just want to peace out on you. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um, it will be a nice little reunion in Memphis, though. Well, I'm excited about that. Um, I forgot to mention, uh, Kentucky also had a game this week. Um, not to shit too much on Kentucky, as per usual. Um, but they did They did beat Middle Tennessee State, um, which Middle Tennessee State is not a bad team this year. They, they're uh, now 7-4, and four, um, but they're not, they're not a bad team. Um, Mason Snell had 116 yards, two touchdowns. Um, MTSU's quarterback, Middle Tennessee's quarterback, went 30 for 33 with 293 yards, three touchdowns. Um, you know, after, I guess, 11 games now and the season almost over, fairly ranked now. They're 17th. I don't know where they went up in the new poll, if they went up a spot or two. 
but I think they're finally where they should be ranked-wise. I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> you cut down on me a little bit. Okay, I was saying that um, I think after you know 11 games, the season's almost over. Um, Kentucky being ranked 17th, which they're, they might finally <laughs> – excuse me. They, they – <laughs> They <laughs> spit it out, bro. What do you got? Oh, there's, there's a lot of a lot of text going on in the background. I can't, can't hear can't hear myself think for a second. Um, I'm saying I think Kentucky is finally fairly ranked where they they should be at 17, but probably moving up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's about right. I mean honestly, like um, anyone who's ranked outside of like the top eight or nine teams in the country, like basically the top eight or nine are above, like, the, everybody else. I think once you get to, like, 10, like, all the way down to, like, 25, it's a lot of this – there's a lot of teams that are about the same. So, I mean, I, I think it's kind of in that mix. But, yeah, I mean, Kentucky, they got to a big lead in this game and then kind of fell asleep at the wheel and almost let Miltacy stay back in the game. But, you know, they got the win. That's all that really matters. And, you know, they got Louisville coming up next week who is pretty much dead. So, they should have an, an easy win to finish off the season. For sure, um, we're not going to talk in detail, but I will give a shout out. We might we might have to do slow smoke offensive performer of the week uh, for Felipe Franks because he did go nineteen for twenty seven, two hundred seventy four yards, three touchdowns. I know it was against Idaho, but hey, that's a big accomplishment for Felipe Franks. He is one shitty quarterback doing some serious work against Idaho. <laughs> so he, I mean, we 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 can do our own little offensive performance of the week, but he's my offensive performance of the week. Um, shout out to Felipe Franks. All right, out of conference games this week, also very shitty. Um, I was most excited for the Syracuse uh, Notre Dame. Dame game. Yeah, um, but nothing ever came about it. Um, also, I don't think there's anything uglier than the Notre Dame pinstripe jerseys in Yankee Stadium. Really, I liked them. Did you? You might have been the yeah. only one. I think I think Twitter was tearing them up for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like they do it for all the alternate uniforms. Did you like Mississippi State's alternate uniforms? This past weekend? Yeah. Um, I'll let you know after I look at them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad you decided to be on an SEC uh, podcast, yeah. Alex. I know, right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch a 52-6 to six blowout. Well, you didn't, know, you didn't know that was going to be the score when the game started, though. And if you did, then you should have made some money off of it. <laughs> well, I, just, I feel like I shouldn't bet on – you know, I don't bet, bet on my team, man. I don't bet on my favorite team. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll give Mississippi State more love. Don't worry. We'll give him more love. No, it's all good. But, yeah, the, the <laughs> Notre Dame-Syracuse game was really ugly. Uh, Notre Dame is definitely a lot better than people are being given them credit for. As much as I hate to say it, I would really like to see them lose to USC next week, but I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to make the playoff. I think they're going to be the number three seed, and I think we're going to see them play Clemson in the first round. I was really disappointed with how close the Michigan-Indiana game was. Um, I was hoping – because Michigan's probably my favorite. I know you hate Michigan, but they're probably my – one of my favorite teams, at least out of Notre Dame and Michigan. I like, I, I'm just kind of tired of seeing Alabama Clemson all the time. So, um, I think Michigan Alabama would be a fun. Some, get some new blood in the playoff. Yeah, I know what you're saying. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Michigan looks like looks like they're they should beat Ohio State now and win the Big Ten because um, Ohio State looks pretty much later break against Maryland. They won, but good lord, that was some uh, that was a tough time for them to get through Maryland, which shouldn't be the case this late in the season for Ohio State. Yeah, and uh, Ohio State also struggled against Maryland. Did you hear me? Oh, I said the exact same thing. What? <laughs> you, pull, you pulled a JV. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you were talking about Michigan, so I just kind of no. zoned out because I don't really give a shit about them. So, man, I thought you were doing that. That would have been a funny joke if you did it. You did it as a joke, but you were being serious. Well, uh, maybe I did. No, no, he's being, no, 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 he's being serious. JB, JB got you. JB got you. It's pretty bad when JB has to correct you. Um, but yeah, Ohio State sucks. But they they could still, I guess, win 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 out and get into the playoff. Right? Did you but, see that two point conversion play though? I did not. JB, did you see it? No, I did not. Alex, did you watch any football on Saturday? I watched. I watched, believe it or not, I did watch Missouri, Tennessee, and I watched um, the Syracuse game for um, a good bit. But well, they, yeah. they went for Maryland went for two in overtime, and then the dude was wide open, and the quarterback threw it like five yards to the right of him. And what time, Alex? Last night, did you uh, turn off the TV and turn on live music and start pregame, forgetting that football ever existed? I went out last night around nine, but to get y'all off my case, um, this was a little. Pre Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving this weekend with the not in laws, but the lady friends, friends, lady friends. Oh, so friendsgiving? No, it was it was family. It was her her family. So it was friend. It was Thanksgiving for this like because they they I think they all work <laughs> next Thursday and Friday. So um, it's uh, Holt. You want to share what you're laughing about or JB? Oh man, nothing. I just I don't know. Just. <laughs> It just, it just cra- it just cracks me up that like we keep like not listening to each other, and then I realized while you were talking that I wasn't listening to you, and then I started oh, yeah. laughing again. <laughs> you trying to pull me, Alex? I mean, Holt. God damn it, Holt. <laughs> Man, this this is going to pop podcast Hall of Fame for sure. Dude, I, I actually had one of my friends uh, from college come up to me and say, uh, "Holt, uh, do you do a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Man, I started listening to it like last week. It's really good." So Bullshit. shout out to Wes. Yeah, shout out to my friend Wes. I hope you're listening. That's hope you didn't that, quit after wait, one. That's not the uh, same friend that asked you about the podcast the first time, right? Because that was somebody else. Yeah, that was a different friend. So yeah, now, we two, two people listening? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The other guy may have quit listening a while ago. I don't know. He probably got sick of you. <laughs> or Honestly, would y'all – I don't know if I would listen to our podcast. I mean, I don't even listen to our podcast that much. I've, no, I don't I don't listen to myself. Like, I don't know if Holt does, but, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, an actor. You know, you don't watch your own movies. And oh, shit, I don't they, listen to our own shows. They definitely watch their own movies. There's no way they don't. I mean, uh, I'm not... Johnny, Johnny Depp has never seen a single one of his films. Well, I mean, he might be unique, but I'm pretty sure every actor watches his movie <laughs> critiques it. I think a lot don't watch, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I can't tell you for sure, but I do think a lot of actors don't watch their own products. So I, I would, I would, if I wasn't on this podcast, I would listen to it because it's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Well, yeah. Don't... Johnny Depp is one weird mofo also, so he doesn't even count. He's like in a different different league all by himself. But um, yeah, I, I listen to this podcast because I do like SEC football, and when I don't get to watch it, I get to I get to catch up on it whenever y'all talk about it. <laughs> did you listen to Did you listen to our preview podcast last week? Hell no. So uh, not to go <laughs> liar, Alex. You actually you should Alex. You really need to go back and listen to the last like fifteen minutes. Because I did a little rapid fire questions for JB, and it was actually yeah, really good. Yeah, they, they came out. Pretty I think well. we should we should do that like at the end of every episode from now on. Yeah, and I wasn't even ready for all these questions either. So like, yeah, I didn't tell them any of the questions beforehand, and they were all very that's, random that's the, and had nothing to do with actually, each other. We should do that. That would be kind of funny. Oh but yeah, like there there's some good there were some good questions. It was funny. That's what I just yeah. Told there was you. one question that was really really funny, and you would probably laugh once you hear it. I'm not gonna say what it was, but you'll like it. Oh, and send it for me to listen, I guess. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, we need we need uh, that extra listen. That extra listen. <laughs> right. Now we're up to three listeners. We need, we need all the listens we can get. Do we count one person 
as two listens because they had two ears? <laughs> or is that just one listen? Well, it was an even number when I checked it. So unless someone with one ear listened, Man, I don't know. We're doing big or maybe they just had like one headphone in and the other one wasn't plugged in. We're doing big things here. Um, all right. So out of conference games, let's get back on it real quick uh, so we can talk about some football. So Notre Dame-Syracuse wasn't close. Texas-Iowa State was close, though. JB, I'm counting on you to take us through this one. Uh, well, wasn't it like 24-3 and then Iowa State scored? Here's the late? problem, Al. Here's the problem. I don't get the Longhorn Network. And I'm not going to pay for the Longhorn Network. So, you know, Why they – not on ESPN or something. They're two ranked teams. You know, that's just – that's the problem with the uh, Big 12 revenue sharing and the TV contract right now. Texas is allotted a certain amount of home games on the Longhorn Network, and that was one of them that was allotted uh, before the season even began. So, yeah, it's, it's really shitty. They uh, it, you, you could watch it on, on – yeah. uh, watch ESPN. Can you? Now. Yeah. You can watch the Longhorn Network on there. Well, damn. <laughs> I don't ever use watch ESPN anyway, though, because it's just so shitty. Like, it always lags, and you're already, like, two minutes behind, too. Well, but... you, you definitely can't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely like a last resort yeah. type thing. You definitely can't be on Twitter and do streaming at the same time. That's the no, you point. can't. You can't. You got to, like, if you're going to stream, you got to get off of social media. You got to turn off your updates because yeah. you're going to be a few minutes behind everybody else. That's why like, it drives me crazy because everybody's try, trying to be big on – you know, cutting cable and going to the YouTube TV and the Sling TV and all these streaming options. But, like, streaming options will never work for sports. No, it can't work for sports. That's the only thing that strikes me crazy because we – collectively, we only watch, like, five or six channels. But, like, those are all – most of them are sports and, like, you can't stream it. So, it kind of sucks for us. We don't get to pay by channel. But we'll, we'll start our own uh, little SEC um, cable company that you can only uh, have our, our channels – which would be sports and our our podcast channel. So, um, little business ideas um, happening right right before our own very ears here on Slow Smoke Recap Podcast. Um, so, Texas did beat Iowa State. West Virginia did lose to Oklahoma State, right, Holt? Yeah, Oklahoma State very uh, up and down team this year. They're kind of hard to figure out. One week they're awesome, and the next week they're terrible. And Saturday they were awesome. So they came back and uh, they got the win against uh, West Virginia and pretty much killed their chances. Um, not only at the national championship or the a playoff berth, but also at uh, the Big Ten ch- or Big Twelve championship game. It's probably going to be Texas and Oklahoma now, assuming Texas can beat Kansas next week, which I feel like is a pretty safe. Are you system. sure? Because West Virginia Although, is a tiebreaker with Texas because they beat Texas. Remember? Yeah, but if Texas wins. Next Saturday they're in the it's because they have more wins I guess. I don't uh, know. They're both uh, well. Let's see. West Virginia's eight and two. Texas eight and three. No, no, no. Because I'm sorry. Well, West Virginia. Plays yeah, Oklahoma if, if West week. Virginia wins, they're in. And if Oklahoma loses and Texas loses, then we could have a West Virginia Texas rematch. Yeah, Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, uh, they've lost two games in the Big Twelve, and Oklahoma's only lost one. So if Oklahoma. I guess I was just assuming that Oklahoma was going to beat West Virginia. I mean, I, I could see that, you know, West Virginia losing to, you know, to Iowa. No, sorry. West Virginia losing to Oklahoma State and then beating Oklahoma and just completely shitting on the Big 12 Conference. Like, that would just be yeah. horrible. Well, horrible. Oklahoma did give up 40 points to Kansas and Puka Williams Jr. Yeah. One of the best names in and college football. And now they're going to play that vaunted West Virginia offense in Morgantown. So, yeah, they're probably going to score of at least 50. Probably going to be a final score of like 52 to 50. What do you say, Holt? 
Yeah, something crazy. It's gonna be fun to watch. I know. Yeah, let's, like, let's talk about talk about this one real quick. College game this week was at UCF. Uh, whether that was like the best game or not, it wasn't a great game week anyway. Uh, but whether that was because that was the best game or because they feel tired or get tired of people saying that they don't give UCF or non-Power 5 teams enough love, don't know for sure. But Cincinnati was a good team in, I guess, power, non-Power 5 terms. But uh, UCF killed them, 38-13. to 13. So UCF is now uh, 10-0, I guess. I guess I don't know if they had a game canceled because they're only 10-0, not 11-0. But um, – 10-0 UCF, who should um, go undefeated at least into the until conference championship. They play South Florida, so maybe not. They could lose to South Florida, but um, they moved up two or three spots in the uh, holes. I think they're like number seven or eight now, and um, slowly moving up. Did this game excite y'all at all, or are you ready for UCF to lose? What What's your thoughts collectively on UCF? JB? Um. I mean, they, they, I'm not going to lie. They impressed me a little bit last weekend, you know, you know, tearing apart Cincinnati. I mean, they, they did exactly what I thought they would do. I mean, to be fair, like they always blow out teams at home in big games, unless it's Memphis last year in the AAC championship. Like they always win the big games at home and they always win it in convincing fashion. So it's not really surprising to me. Of course, this week UCF is having to play at South Florida and they're going to be a 14 point favorite. So, I mean, that could be another potential opportunity for them to lose. But when they play the AAC championship against the Houston Memphis winner, that could be another game that they could lose. But to be honest, like I honestly see just UCF running the table the rest of the way and ending up in another New Year's Six, likely the Sugar Bowl, playing an SEC opponent. We could see UCF play LSU. Well, uh, or Georgia, right? Because if Georgia doesn't make it. Uh, we, New Year's Six can have two SEC teams, so I'm assuming we're going to have Georgia and LSU. I'm just assuming LSU might get the Sugar Bowl and we might have them play UCF. I'm just throwing that against the wall. I don't know if it's going to stick. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about playoffs in general now since we um, have one game left in the regular season in the conference championship. So right now, I guess the consensus would be Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Notre Dame 3, and Michigan 4. Um, a lot of things could change from here on out. So let's talk about the teams that aren't in. Um, Big 12 we just talked about. So, I guess Oklahoma could still maybe get in if they went out. And then um, I guess – I don't even know if Clemson – even if Clemson lost, would they get – would they be out or would they still be in? I don't know how that would work uh, if Oklahoma beat West Virginia and they won the Big 12. How would that play out? Hold, can you tell us? Are you saying if – you're saying Oklahoma wins out and then Clemson loses a yeah, game? Yeah, Clemson loses a game or um, – if Michigan loses a game, then they're ten and two. I guess they wouldn't. They wouldn't make it. That's that's like question one. That's you question know, one. If Clemson Clemson loses um, one game, uh, but Oklahoma wins, West Virginia beats West Virginia and wins out in the Big Twelve. And then uh, what if um, you know Ohio State or Michigan went out, which is probably going to happen, and Oklahoma also has one loss. I guess Oklahoma would be the team looking on the outside looking in at that point. Yeah, me and Holt were talking about scenarios in this uh, previous podcast, you know, the preview podcast. And yeah. the craziest scenario uh, – well, before I get to the craziest scenario, you know, pretty much Michigan controls your destiny. I think if they went out, you know, beating Ohio State next week in Northwestern, I think they're in. But the ultimate chaos scenario will be – if Alabama loses in the SEC championship to Georgia and Georgia wins out, then you're going to have to decide who gets that fourth slot. Is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be a Oklahoma team that wins out or a Michigan team that wins out? Because obviously you got to keep Notre Dame in it. 
you got to let Georgia make it because they're going to yeah, be a 12-1 and one team and SEC champion. And you got to obviously keep Clemson. Yeah. Is that what y'all are rooting for? I think Michigan. I think Michigan would be the team left out in that scenario. But to me, like, I think the craziest scenario, although this is far less likely to happen, but if uh, Oklahoma loses one of their next two games and uh, either Michigan or Ohio State loses in the Big Ten championship game, um, there could be a situation where UCF could maybe jump up to number four. Is that what? What are you? Reading? Well, yeah, I, I think I think Washington State would have to lose. Yeah, to Washington State would be next in line, in my opinion. Like, but let's say if Washington State, Oklahoma, and Michigan and Ohio State all lose a game within the next two weeks, and UCF runs the table, then the committee will be put in a really really tough spot. Well, see, my thing with UCF is I either want them to lose so they'll just shut up or, like, actually make the playoffs so we can see them, like, play someone good. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I just want it to be one or the other. I'm tired of them, like, I don't know. The, the court, you see the court, like, if, if they made it, if, if they made it, I wouldn't hate it. But I just, like, I think it would be a pretty exciting. Yeah, and actually. they always hold up the signs, but, like, we want Bama. I mean, I would actually be okay with seeing UCF make it as a four seed and playing Alabama just so it, it would shut them up for good. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunately, it probably would be pretty ugly if Alabama played UCF right now. Do y'all see the uh, quarterback for UCF, uh, McKenzie Milton, go off on Notre Dame, saying like, "Well, we're we're better. I don't know how you can put Notre Dame in right now. We're way better than Notre Dame." Yeah, Notre Dame's played a much tougher schedule. Notre Dame actually looks good no, now I mean, too. Yeah, they do, and I mean, it's you know, Notre Dame uh, has not looked great all season. They haven't always passed the eye test, but you know, you look at their schedule and. You know, there's not a lot of bad teams on there. I mean, I think like Ball State is maybe Ball State and Navy are the worst teams they've played, and then like Vanderbilt. But I mean, Vanderbilt's on the you know a, maybe a bowl team, and they're Power Five. So I mean, it's not like that's just like a horrible. It's not like they're playing the Citadel or somebody. So I mean, their schedule is like you know besides Michigan, there's not like another great team on there. But I mean, Syracuse is a good win. Stanford's a good win, and they won both those games easily. So I mean, I don't know. I like UCF. Their best win is what Pitt. Yeah, I mean, and then Notre Dame beat Pitt. Their too, best win so. is probably honestly Cincinnati right now. They um, they best one would be Cincinnati, South Florida, um, or maybe Houston. And that's American Athletic Conference. You'd want to see them win big and say um, non-conference team, Power Five team. That you have to do it. It's a tough spot for UCF though. I mean, they're they're a good team and they're they're undefeated, but the. They, they'll they'll argue that the big teams wouldn't want to play them because they have no incentive to play them. Um, it's too risky for them. But uh, still, and it's a good good topic uh, every week. Um, I know it's kind of annoying, but um, we shall see. I think I know Holt wants to see chaos. But JB, what do you want to see? From them? Do you want to see chaos too? Like all the teams losing and just being really hard decision. Well, my playoff that I want to see is Alabama's one seed. Clemson as a two, uh, Michigan as a three. I thought, shit, I remember how I forgot how. Yeah, Michigan. Oklahoma yeah, and Oklahoma is as four. a four. Granted, if that scenario doesn't happen where and Michigan and Oklahoma don't win out, then I definitely and Notre Dame doesn't lose. And yeah, I, I just want to see some chaos. Like either. But one thing I will say is like the way the way it is like right now, like if it stays the same, I think that would actually be pretty exciting too. I mean, Clemson Notre Dame, I think would be a decent matchup. Um, and then I think Nick Saban versus Jim Harbaugh would be pretty exciting, and Tua going up against that defense, great yeah, Michigan defense. Um, 
it's just, you know, I don't know if Michigan will be able to get any offense against Alabama. Like, with a month to prepare, like, running a pro-style offense, like, I mean, that just spells disaster yeah, for like Michigan's Yeah, like, honestly, offense, I can see but... Alabama holding Michigan under 10 points, and Alabama will still be able to get their points. Even against that really good Michigan defense, they'll be able to score more than 20. I just don't think it would be as exciting, but at least, you know, hype-wise, like, before the game actually happens, yeah. it'll be really hyped. Are y'all – Yeah, that's – that's what I was thinking as well. So are you all ready to see Alabama lose finally? I mean, they lost, I guess, a couple years ago. I don't know. Like, as good as this Alabama team is, I'm almost kind of, like, rooting for them because, if let's face it, like, if they went out and still went in the convincing fashion that they have, like, you're talking about potentially the greatest college football team of all time. And I kind of want to be there to witness it. I mean, you mean be alive, not, like, actually at the game. Well, you know, be alive to actually say, hey, I watched this Alabama team and, and I've seen this Alabama team in person when I saw them play at Ole Miss this year and absolutely, you know, tear their shit apart. You know, like, I, I, really, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I saw this really good Alabama team play, and I don't mind seeing history. Like, I actually don't want to see them lose. So I do enjoy um, – and I guess we're all kind of similar in this, um, although y'all would argue I'm not a true college football fan because I do choose going out on Saturday nights over some games. But um, I do like that y'all will put it away here. Uh, put away your rivalry differences to the teams you're not supposed to like sometimes occasionally just because you're a true college football fan and you want to see something great like what you're saying, JB, is Alabama Alabama team being the greatest team of all time. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I always like to debate. I don't like to get in the debate early, but I do like to, to debate, like, which Alabama team was the best under Nick Saban because that's a really good debate and different styles of winning under Nick Saban. So I think that's pretty cool. Or this is the really, I guess, the first style that's truly different than what we're used to seeing from Nick Saban. So it would be – Kind of, it'd be kind of fun. Like a good debate would be like, could this Alabama team this year beat the 2011 or 12? Absolutely. Like the thing about those other Alabama teams is they always face at least one or two tough games a year. This Alabama team has not had a tough game yet. What? So what are you saying? You're saying this team could beat the 2011 or 12 national championship team? Absolutely. Like I know that 2011 defense is the best That's what defense. I'm saying. The 2011 defense is the best defense you ever had. But this offense would still be able to get at least twenty points against that defense. At least I don't twenty. I, I'd say they. I say they could probably get thirty. And I don't, I don't think, think that twenty eleven offense could score enough points, you know, to you, cover did, thirty. Who did they have? Trent Richardson. Then yeah, they had Trent Richardson, and uh, they had uh, McCarron. McCarron, right? Yeah, McCarron was a sophomore that year. They had Julio. Did they have Julio? They did have Julio. There you go. No, 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 no. Julio was gone by then. I think. I think eleven. No, because he was class two thousand nine high school, so I think he was he was still playing. Was he a junior? That... No, he was, 2000, he was yeah. 2008. So he, he was in the NFL. He was a rookie in the NFL that season. But if they had Julio, they would have won. No, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I think this Alabama team is the greatest Alabama team that Saban has had in his 11 years there. I think the team that lost to Clemson in the National Championship was one of the best teams ever, like, the best defenses. Yeah, that, I thought that was his best yeah. defense, honestly. I thought that defense was better than yeah, the 2011 Yeah, the 2016 one. defense was, when it was healthy, was. Absolutely incredible, especially that front seven. It's one of the, one of the best front sevens I've seen, and at least in my lifetime. So, you could not block them. Like, I mean, yeah. they they got to the quarterback so quick, and they only had to rush four. Like, it was just insane. So, we're getting is this is this is this next week going to be the best week of college football to date, or I think it might be. Time, I mean, rival like as as far as games that affect the national title picture, like I don't think. You know, I don't think Alabama, Notre Dame, or Clemson really have much of a chance to lose. Um, you know, Michigan maybe, but absolutely, I still, I still think, I still think uh, Ohio State. I mean, just Ohio State's been so bad, 
this year. Like, it's just – I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, I think Ohio State's biggest problem is uh, pass defense, and I'm not sure that Michigan is the team to take advantage of that. Question, so, I mean, maybe, do y'all enjoy – this is, sounds kind of bad. Do y'all enjoy seeing, like, Urban Meyer so pissed off on the sidelines? Because we were watching it. We were actually was watching that game, not the not the overtime. I can see the double overtime. But I was watching for a little bit when they were losing by a lot, and I was – watching like Urban Meyer each time they showed him he had his headset off and like throwing it against the ground and it just it was like man he's just having a tough year all around I don't know if that that's that whole um scandal with the whatever his guy was Zach Smith is that his name I think yeah uh, Zach Smith yeah which is very the most basic name ever of all time um but I don't know if that whole scandal is affecting him coach this year or it's a distraction for the team but it's just been a rough year for him but it's it's I'm not enjoying it but it's it is kind of entertaining to watch how pissed off he is on the sideline um, for a team that's really good. I mean, they, they have a lot of talent on their team, but they, they're not playing up to their talent. They just, they're winning based off the of talent, not off of a team that looks sharp as like, like Alabama, for example. Yeah. Like depending on who you ask, I think most people are going to tell you that it's just, it's that uh, urban Meyer deserves it. And it's just karma coming back to him. Yeah. People, I mean, yeah, people think a lot of, there's a lot of people that think urban Meyer is a really shitty person. I haven't, dealt with him personally but um i wouldn't be surprised if he did a lot of shady stuff just to um win win football games because i think that's what a lot of people do but i think he goes to the extreme from what i can tell but again don't know all the details so don't want to comment too much on it but um unless you want to talk about something else uh, that's almost the end of our show i will ask you real quick to name the um sec Slow smoked, full slab performances of the week. Is that what we're going to call it? I think that's what we've been yep, calling full it. Full slabbers. I haven't done the show in a while. Um, JB, you can name the offensive full slab performer of the week. And hold, I'll let you do the defensive uh, full slab performer of the week. Yeah, offensive player of the week is going to go to A.J. Brown. Uh, he had nine receptions, over 200 yards, and a touchdown against Vanderbilt. Granted, they didn't win, but A.J. Brown hasn't really had the most complete year compared to his other years. But this game, he had a breakout game. He's been more of a possession kind of receiver, but with D.K. Metcalf going down, he's been relied on more and had that really big game against Vanderbilt. So I want to give a shout-out to Mr. A.J. Brown of Ole Miss. Is he still he, – I think he's still a consensus first-round draft pick. Is, is oh, he, yeah. He, oh, is yeah. He, he's got all the tools. Like, that's the thing. Like, he he was more of the possession receiver anyway, but now he's been relied on more just because of the loss of Metcalf. Like, DeMarcus Lodge has been getting a lot of the deep throws and, and Brown's getting more of the possession throws. But without Metcalf, like – you know, Tiamu really only has his two favorite targets. So my my question is, he's a consensus first round draft pick, but is he the is he consensus the consensus best um, college football wide receiver, or I guess best his best NFL prospect? As a no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, you can make an argument for a few receivers. I mean, David Sills, West Virginia, is really talented too, and I mean, even his own teammate DK Metcalf is really good. But you know, I'm not going to make that argument. I mean, or even though Jerry Judy at Alabama. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. Like, I, but AJ Brown's always been a really, really solid possession receiver too. You can you can rely on him to get all your third down conversions. Hope, go ahead and give me your full slab defensive performer of the week. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my guy Jonathan Abram of Mississippi State. Big shocker. Um, he had 12 tackles against Arkansas, seven to- seven solo, three and a half tackles for loss, two quarterback hurries. A forced fumble and a fumble recovery um, just continues to play really well. And I think he's probably one of the best safeties in the SEC. And uh, he's probably my favorite player to oh, watch. Oh, by the way, um, uh, I don't know, if, I don't know how much you're watching this 
today, Holt, but uh, Darius Slay had a big play today for the line of the Falcons to pretty much end the Falcons. I think that they went for two. They were down like 19 to 20, one minute left. And they went for two. They scored a touchdown, so it was 19 to 20. Uh, Lions were winning. They went for two, and I think Darius Slay played some good defense. I don't know if he knocked the ball down, I remember, but I just know he had a really good play to uh, make sure yeah. they didn't win the game. I think you're think there's a, a different uh, former Mississippi State player who had a big game against the Falcons that's, today. I think you're thinking of uh, the Panthers. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that's what I, that's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Lions, Lions, Panthers. Yeah, sorry. But hey, we can give Dak some love too if you want. Uh, how good did Dak play today? I mean, he played pretty good. Not great. Ezekiel like, pretty much carried him, but he had a nice little two minute drive at the end of the game. He completed some. Passes down the field to get him in field goal range to you know, get him the win. The, so. the Cowboys and the Falcons. I was I was thinking this today when I was watching them play for a little bit. You know, both of those teams are have so much talent on offense, and they they're not bad on defense. I mean, Falcons kind of are, but the Cowboys should be that bad on defense. They're just they're they're not playing up to their potential, and it just kind of makes me mad. And they're also wasting away Dak Prescott's uh, rookie contract too, because he's going to get paid a lot of money when his contract is up, man. It feels like just being totally wasted right now in Dallas. Well, I mean, they're tired. They're tied with in first place for the division. They are, but they're only 5-5, five and five too. Like it, just, like, it still feels like a waste with the record they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely – I mean, not to get – I don't really care about the NFL that much, but, you know, now that they have Amari Cooper, they at least have, like, a – Decent receiver, like wide receiver one, and that's kind of opened up the running game for him a little bit. I was bit, very I excited about that pickup for the Cowboys. Uh, I like Mark Cooper. I've always liked Mark Cooper ever since watching about Alabama, and I think he was underutilized for the Raiders. Uh, it so. was, and you know, honestly, like one of the most underrated losses. Uh, everyone thinks about Des Bryant, but he lost his favorite target in the offseason to retirement with Jason Witten. Like that was his favorite target for his first. You know, three seasons with the safety Cowboys. Net, safety net, safety net. It was like it was a solid, like five seven yard completion uh, tight end. Like he, he's the guy that got all most of his receptions his first three years. By the way, a whole, a whole other podcast yeah. would be dedicated to how many, um, how we have too many Cowboys in the booth these days. We have Witten, Romo, Troy Aikman, and we have I guess we have with some more, right? I feel like there's more. And of course, Michael Irvin, he's an analyst. Yeah. Deion Sanders, yeah. an analyst. Like, yeah, too many Cowboys. Yeah, oh well. Um, okay, that about wraps up our show for No, Alex, hold up. We gotta do rapid fire on you okay, real quick. I'm ready. <laughs> JB JB, do you wanna do like I ask a question, then you ask a question? Uh, I'm gonna let you go with this whole I think this will let, let this be your thing. Uh well I, I, all right. <laughs> I'll fine. ask you some questions. All right, Alex, Alex, what do you get from Chili? With what? Less tomato pickle. Dip the ketchup, um, dip the burger in ketchup and the fries and the queso, uh, sweet tea to drink. Although sometimes they bring out unsweet tea and it kind of pisses me off. Do dip, dip sorry, the burger and ketchup yeah, with the fries and ketchup too. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm, I was gonna yeah. ask if you dip, dip. Sorry, yeah, god damn it. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just decided I didn't want to jump in on one. I'll uh, let you finish here, Holt. Yeah, you know, Holt, <laughs> I'm gonna let you ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck that. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, I got to take over. I can't let this podcast go to shit because you won't. Yeah. Alex, do you dip your fries in the in the chili's queso? Um, occasionally, not not regularly. Usually, the queso is gone by the time the fries come out. Uh, what's your favorite song to karaoke to? Um, do I do like I do like either In Sync or Britney Spears as gay or as heterosexual as that sounds. Uh, what's your go-to beer? Corona or Blue Moon. <laughs> too quite too. 
what song will always get you on the dance floor? No matter what, the no matter what you're doing. Uh, what's your favorite Memphis sports memory ever? Ooh, um, probably either. Oh man, there's a lot of good ones. Um, beating, beating UCLA in the Final Four game was big. Um, beating UCLA in football was big. Beating Ole Miss in football was probably my, my biggest, my favorite football game of all time. When we beat Ole Miss when they had um, Chad Kelly, the, yeah, Chad Kelly, Swag Kelly, and uh, Laquan. Kim DG, what what Thanksgiving food are you looking forward to the most? Mm, my aunt's potato salad, probably with pickles in it. <laughs> okay, I got one for you, Alex, and then we'll probably wrap this up unless Holt's got some more. Uh, okay, Alex, so I want you to give me what your Tinder pickup line is when you use Tinder back in your heyday. Um, there was no standard go-to pickup line. It was based it was based off the girl, what I saw in the pictures. Um, I would, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of just, tough. All right, just give us an example of one that you remember that you used on a particular woman. Is there something that you you want to you want me to say talk about that you remember that I don't know about? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just saying. I want you to dig deep, you know, balls deep into your brain memories and come out with something good for us. Okay, um, let's see. Um, balls deep, Alex. Ball, balls deep. Are you emphasizing the balls? I get it. I get it. Um, I don't know if I'd be a straight pickup line. It'd probably be something along the lines of um, I, I've used finance a lot. I've said, I think I've said finance stuff a lot before. Um, I've talked about like actually, I, actually, I'll, I'll do. I'll just I'll give you an example. Back when we had our um, our other friend who is like the the true Tinder king of Memphis, not you, Jay, but the true Tinder king of Memphis, who was our other friend. Back when I got on his account occasionally because he had all the matches, so they were more fun to talk to. I saw a girl that had a sort of bio about accounting, and I, I, <laughs> this, this is not our friend at all because our friend is not very uh, there with the accounting lingo and knowledge. But I just I carried on the conversation. I started the conversation. I said, "Doesn't it piss you off? You have to learn the uh, the weighted average depreciation method of method of, of depreciating asset instead of the." Um, the uh average average annual life depreciation or something like that <laughs> and she was like ha 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 i don't get it why we have to learn that in school either and it was just kind of funny because i it, it went on for a while and she i guess she thought it was funny for a little bit but then it ultimately our friend had to pick it back up and he's like what the fuck do i say now <laughs> <laughs> but um man if you're gonna go there jb i can't wait to our next next podcast because i'm gonna grow you with some questions some rapid fire questions <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex, did you see Anthony Miller's touchdown celebration tonight? Was it the Memphis dance? I didn't see it. No, it was the he was like he sat down like he was in a canoe and started. Dude, rolling. Anthony Miller is, is balling out. I love Anthony Miller. He's probably my if I I don't know if I because I, I like D'Angelo a lot, but I think I might like Anthony Miller more than I like D'Angelo because he he is one hundred ten percent Memphis. Like every chance he gets to say something about yeah. Memphis, he does. He he always. D'Angelo Williams is from Arkansas. Yeah, so. I know, but he still he still reps Memphis pretty hard when he can. Uh, what 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 stock should we invest in right now? The number one stock you should invest in, um, believe it or not, Amazon is relatively cheap. Apple Apple's a good stock there right now, and they're all cheap. the The Fang stocks, as they call them, Facebook, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. Fang is the pronunciation. All of those stocks are down the tech sector and uh, very. Very cheap relative to what they have been trading at in their uh, peak earlier this year.
What about Disney stock? How much? What? What about Disney stock? Because I saw yeah. they're starting a streaming service in a year, so I'm almost thinking about maybe getting into Disney stock. Well, um, Disney stock has been has been down for quite a bit, but um, it's mostly because of their uh, networking issues. Um, like how expensive ESPN is, how your favorite favorite man Clay Travis always likes to hate on ESPN, how much they do suck, um, which is very true. How ESPN is kind of dying, but um, Disney has been around a lot longer than ESPN has before they ever decided to do ESPN. And Disney's a solid company all around. They might have a shitty service with ESPN right now, but they'll ultimately, I think, um, regroup and uh, be there for the long long haul. Like I don't know if you ever think like Disney's really truly going to go away. That's how I kind of think of companies sometimes is you think like in 50 years, Disney will still be here. Do you think Walmart will still be here? Do you think Amazon will still be here in 50 years? That's kind of how I like to invest sometimes for long term. Um, how much of uh, your girlfriend's food did you eat tonight? <sighs> At Chili's? Believe it or not, not that much, but because we ate a lot for Thanksgiving. We ate a lot for Thanksgiving. So it was the Thanksgiving weekend in Charlotte this weekend. Um, so that's why I didn't get to watch as much of the wall as I'd like to, um, which we, we did get a we did get a real tree for her family, which I feel like I'm a little too close to now. Um, Who's going to be the uh, first superstar to join LeBron in, in LA? Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, y'all didn't like that one. That's, that's yeah. a, little, a, little, a little too hard for you. A little too deep. Paul, not Paul George, uh, Jimmy Butler could, but Jimmy Butler's doing pretty well with Simmons Simpson right now. I think he likes it. For now, but, you know, Jimmy Butler always grows tired of a place real quick. He's a yeah. Madonna. True. Alex, what's your, what's your plan for Friday? Friday, Memphis, 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 Memphis. Football. Yeah, but, I mean, like, like what's our oh. plan? Like, what time are we getting up? What time the game's are we at 11. We're going to get the some game, breakfast. The game's at we're 11. Gonna... The game's at 11. Uh, that's all. That's we all you might, got. We might pregame slightly, but not too hard. But we're definitely gonna get central pro- probably after the game. But we could also get it on a Saturday if we want to. Hell no! I'm watching football on Saturday. You can get your central on Friday. I'm, I'm a JB. What do you plan on eating on Saturday? <laughs> Are you just gonna sit in your apartment? No, all day? no. We're gonna go somewhere. Hold. I mean, don't worry. I'm just saying. Like, I want to go to Central like after the Tigers game. We did that after the Liberty Bowl last year. I think we got, that's kind of like a good tradition. After any game at the Liberty Bowl, we should go hit up Central. We need to make sure to fit in Happy Mexican somehow, too. Oh, duh. Yeah, I was about to ask where all you want to eat while, while we're we'll, there. We'll, 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 there. we'll save it for the next next podcast. We don't have to talk about it this entire podcast. I think that's the end of this podcast. Unless unless you all want to uh, enjoy, join us uh, this Friday at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, we'll, we'll happily um, – we'll have a nice little booth set up for um, fan pictures and autographs because uh, I guess a little too hectic if we don't set that up. So we'll, we'll let you know where it is. Um, but looking forward to it. Um, until next time, we will talk to you about the great week of football coming up this Thursday starting. So until then, we'll see you all later.